ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. He's the Lord. How are you doing this morning, Brother Joseph? I'm doing all right. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good today. It's good to hear your voice. You ready to go? Ready to go, brother. All right, my friend. I'm going to turn it to you. You want to open us in prayer? Sure. Yes, Lord, we come to you as you are the God of the living and the dead. And, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit quickens people today that are dead in their sins and trespasses. And also Christians today, as they hear this message today, that they will get right in their hearts before you, Lord. This is your desire. It should be our desire, Lord. So we pray over this message as it goes out into the north, the south, the east and the west of this globe that you created, Lord, on its perfect access. And you do all things well, the Word of God says. And uh, you know what you're doing far above all wisdom that we have. Lord, and you said in your word to get wisdom. When we don't know what to do, we should pray to you and ask you, Lord, give me wisdom. So I pray that people will have wisdom today. I pray for Christians, myself. I pray for uh, all people that need wisdom to make the right decision today for their soul, because their soul will go on to live forever. No one dies here. We go out into eternity and we continue to live. Yes, we will die as far as leaving this earth. We will go into different dimensions of the universe as God has created it to be. And uh, he wants you to be with him. Remember, he loves you. He has not come to the earth to condemn you. He came here to save you, and he wants a holy people to serve him. And we honor that by making sure our hearts are right with God. Every day we check out our heart to see if we're walking in the faith. And uh, if we're not right in our heart, then that should really bother us. uh, As the temples of the Holy Spirit And we should have a desire to get right and pleasing in our temples before the Lord. So we honor you today, Lord, when you say to warn the wicked, then we warn the wicked. And this is a day that you're saying to warn the wicked. This is a warning. This is what people call a wake-up call. When suddenly something happens in someone's life, like uh, getting uh, very sick and getting a bad report from the doctor who said, if uh, you didn't come to me, you could have been dead in a month. That is a wake-up call to get right with God. And uh, the Word of God uh, comes with warnings. God warns us because he loves us. And Jesus, as he ministered here 2,000 years ago, warned people in certain teachings that certain things were going to happen. And it was the will of the people to make the best decision for themselves because they were getting a warning. So when somebody warns you, like a cop will stand in front of you as you're driving with a badge on, And uh, most people will obey the cop, and he's obeying the authority of that badge. And he's putting his hand out and saying, stop. Well, that's the way it is with a warning. Or you're going down a road, and it says, men at work, do not enter this side of the road. So you don't. You turn to the right, and you let uh, what's being done on the left. Uh, being done, and uh, it could be a big ditch at the end, and uh, you don't want to go down the ditch. 
And the Bible does teach about that. There's a wide road to destruction, and there's a narrow road unto righteousness and eternal life. So this is truth. This is truth. And the truth, if we don't do it, we suffer the consequences. And the truth, when you know the truth, it will set you free. And we just had a big day about freedom and the one who wants you to be free. Most of all is the one that died on the cross for you and paid for your sins already. And he took the stripes on his back so you could be healed. His name is Jesus. Remember this message is preached in love to warn you what can happen if you do not get right with God. So, Father, we ask for your power, the anointing of the Holy Spirit on your word, and as you move throughout all the world, as we preach the good news to people, that they will have an expectancy to hear in their hearts today. We pray for all the sick and afflicted like we always do. As we preach the word, the Holy Spirit is attentive to cries of the people, and I believe with my faith and with your faith, the Bible says, if you touch and agree, that God will do what you're asking for. So I touch and agree with people today, like we always do in this ministry for healing and deliverance. We do uh, take our faith and join with you as you cry out to God in earnestness to God for what you desire as you suffer. And uh, the Lord is the healer. The Lord is the deliverer. So we pray that today. We pray for the widows, that God takes care of the widows. In the church, those that have widows in the church, that God takes care of them. And he also looks down upon the orphans and he sends people to help the orphans. This is close to the Lord's heart. Remember, you are also close. You are very valuable to the Lord. And uh, God wants his best for you today. So we continue to thank God for this ministry, Omega Man, on YouTube. This ministry, we thank God for Shannon Davis, Pastor Shannon Davis, as he oversees this ministry and all the ministries that are on it day and night, and as it goes forth into this world, as we bear fruit for Jesus Christ, this is what he told us to do, and uh, the Great Commission, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So this is what we have a part of, and we thank God for it, and... Um, it will bear fruit, and we will stand before the Lord someday, and he will say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And you have been faithful over a few things, and I will give you more in eternity. This is the justice and the goodness of God today. This is God talking to you today. This is his justice and his goodness. And remember, it's his world, it's his earth. He made it, and he made you. And uh, remember that. He made you, and he wants the best for you. So we sing to him today, and we ask for his blessing on the prayers that we prayed, that God would send the blessing as we come into agreement and one mind and one accord that the Father will send the blessing today on this ministry as we sing, Oh, how I love Jesus. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name. Honor. 
Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Yes, he can deliver you today. He wants to deliver you today. Reach out to to him today as he goes by in the Holy Spirit. It tells me of a Savior's love who died to set me free. It tells me of his precious blood, the sin is perfect plea. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me he tells me what my father hath in store for every day and though i tread a darksome path yield sunshine all the way Psalm 51, it is a great prayer for forgiveness, repentance, to get everything out of our heart before God, an examination of my heart before a holy God. And this is what David writes in the psalm about his prayer to the Lord. And this is true, true repentance of what he did. 
he not only committed adultery with a married man's wife and impregnated her, but he also got him killed. He was the general. We know that David was the king and that he put him on the front lines. He told the soldier, make sure he's out there in the heat of the battle, put him on the front lines, and that's where he got killed. The woman's true husband. And not only did he do that, but then he lied about it, and he was in denial. In denial, hiding all this in his heart. The darkest places of his insides that God knew. And God revealed it to the prophet because God works that way. God reveals the heart of the people to the prophet. And then he's the one that goes to the person or whosoever, and he tells him what the Lord is saying to him. Thus saith the Lord. So we open up on the first verse. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe this is what you're saying to us. I pray that this is your word, now anointed, and bring revelation to our hearts, Lord, we are all guilty before God, before we get saved, and even after we get saved, we do commit sins. And you gave us a verse in 1 John 1, 9 for Christians, that if we say we have no sin, then we're a liar. But you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You cleanse us with your blood, the precious blood of Jesus, that is up on the mercy seat before the Father and you, in the new and living way, in the presence of God. Verse 1, Psalm 51, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Now, here's a man that was known as a man after God's heart. So here he's revealing the heart of God, that God is merciful, God has loving kindness, and God has tender mercies on those that are truly repented. David was not playing games with God. David was truly repented. He was truly sorry for what he had done. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression, my sin is ever before me. So here you see that the way I see it here, his sin is ever before him, and he cannot get rid of it, rid of it because it's the truth. And it's in his mind for what he has done. And that should bring guilt on anybody, really, even those that go to prison and lie about, well, I'm innocent. Well, they know in their heart that they're not innocent. But the truth is in your heart, and you know, and David knew, and I believe he was bothered by it. It's ever before me. It's in my mind. I can see what I did. And I know the outcome, and I know I take responsibility. I did it. You see, a lot of people blame other people. A lot of people are in denial right now as they hear this word. They are in denial of their sin, even though they know that they have sinned. If they get honest with God, the Holy Spirit, as he checks us out in our heart and shows us we are guilty and brings conviction on the, on the Christian and the sinner and shows us we have sin in our life. God wants a holy people standing before and serving a holy God. 
That's what God desires. Be ye holy, for I am holy, the word of God says. Now he goes before God in verse 4 of Psalm 51. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned. Because he's God. And he broke God's commandments. And the greatest commandments today is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. They have not changed. These are the two greatest commandments that was asked of Jesus in the New Testament. What are the greatest commandments? And he said these two, which which hang on the truth of the prophets and God and his love. So nothing new. He broke the commandments of God. He said, I have sinned against the living God and uh, brought, I did this evil in thy sight. God sees everything and he went against that knowledge. He knew God sees everything in the earth. The earth is his footstool. God can see everything that goes on on the earth. In thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest. Be clear when thou judgest. So God is just. He's the judge of all the earth. And sometimes he brings judgment. And this is judgment on David. David could not rest anymore. The hand of God was heavy upon him, and he had to get right with God. And this is the prayer for all of us, that as we go before a living God, Christian and sinner, if we've got something in our heart that sinned before God, we should acknowledge it and ask for his forgiveness and get delivered from it and not do it no more. Because God is love, and he's loving you by telling you, your heart needs to get right with me. That is his desire, because he loves you with all his heart. And he wants you to love him the same. Behold, he says, David, in verse 5, I was shapen in iniquity. Sin did my mother conceive me. Well, That's the scripture in the New Testament also. It says in Romans 3.23, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody, everybody, that goes for presidents, that goes for those that are in Congress, that goes for those that are policemen, that goes for those that are lawyers, that goes for those that are serving in, in the military. That goes for ball players, all kinds of sports. That goes for teachers. That goes for cooks. That goes for people working the streets, garbage men. That goes for everyone. Everyone has been born in sin through Adam. Adam, we are all born, and we're born with that sinful nature. That's why we sin, because we are born in sin, and we need a Redeemer. We need to hear the good news. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. David is praying for his soul. To get right with God. Behold, he says in verse 6, Thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. So God goes deep. Deep calleth unto deep, the Bible says. And God wants you to have wisdom, just as we prayed before For wisdom, God wants you to have wisdom because you have a conscience and you know what's right and wrong and you know when you're wrong before God. And he says in verse 7, 
Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. So he wants to be clean. He's sick and tired of being dirty before the Lord in his sin. He wants to be delivered. He wants God to take it out by his blood sacrifice. This is the Old Testament as they gave animals for their sins. The blood covered their sins in the Old Testament. And David sees his sins as being purged because of his confession to God, because of the blood of the animals. That was the law in the Old Testament as God made them right with God. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. You see, through God's judgments, uh, David was, his bones were broken. He, when the power of God comes on you and brings conviction on you, you shake, you shake, you tremble. And the Bible says to tremble at the word of God. We should tremble inside of us when we hear the word of God. If we're not right with God, we should get right with a holy God. God is holy. That's how he appeared to Moses. He was holy. Make me to hear joy. He lost his joy because of his sin and his disease and his sickness. Now he's broken before God. His bones are broken because of the judgment on him. And he's before God and he wants a change. He wants the gladness and the joy back that he had before this experience. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit. You see, he wants the new heart, new insights. And Jesus said that when we come to him in the book of Ezekiel, he said that he will give us a new heart. That means that when you receive Jesus as your personal Savior, he is working in your heart to get the sins out of your heart that you came to him with, even though uh, positionally you are forgiven of all your sins, even though positionally Jesus Christ died and paid for your sins on the cross, we're still being sanctified. As a born-again Christian, God is making us holy. God is showing us our hearts and what needs to get out of our hearts. God wants us to be free inside so we can serve the Lord and worship him in spirit and in truth. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. The only way you can have the Holy Spirit taken from you is if you commit the unpardonable sin. But God strives with man to bring man to him, but he will not always strive. So there comes a time, you know, when people keep sinning against God and hardening their hearts against God, there comes a time, you know, where the heart gets hardened. The heart gets hardened before God, and you can't hear anymore. Very subtle, you can hear God. Very subtle, you can hear his words. Because the word of God teaches us in Proverbs 29... He that being often reproved, harder in his neck, and shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. You see, that's what happens when people keep on hardening their neck, and they will not bend to God. They will not give God their heart and change. And suddenly, there's no more mercy.
Now, that's not up to me. That's up to God. When he deals with a nation, when he deals with a church, when he deals with a state, a community, when he deals, like I said before, a nation, that is him. He is the judge. We preach the word. We tell the people, like God said, that this is a warning to get right with God. Sinner and saint need to get right with God today. Because God is warning you that you better get right with him. It is time. It is time. That's why God sends his word and tells us because he loves us. You see, God sees the future. God knows everything in your life and what you're headed for. And God is very merciful. So, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. I want to be free. I want to be free. I'm bound by the, by the sin. Because the sin is truth. And I'm not free to express myself before you. I'm not free to dance before you. I'm not free in your presence. This is what sin does. It binds us up. It ties us up with chains and feathers. He said, break those and restore unto me, O Lord, thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressions thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. You see, that's what I'm doing today. I was lost. I was in sin. And I'm telling you about how to get right with God. Because I was there. I went down that highway. I was in that bad road. That bad side of the road. I was perishing, but I heard the good news. I heard the gospel. Somebody was praying for me, and I chose to repent, and I chose Jesus, and I'm preaching the gospel today to tell you the right way, because I knew the wrong way, and I'm telling you the right way is so much better than the old way. Mend your ways. God says, mend them, fix them, mend your nets, God says, because I'm sending you out deep for a catch. We got to mend the broken nets. We got to mend our hearts and make them right with God. That's what you see a surgeon do after he has opened up the body and he sews you back up again. So that's what God is doing today as he reveals to you your heart because his name is the great physician and he's going into your heart and he's exposing your sin, if not many sins. God is exposing that you're a sinner and you need to get saved. Today is the day of salvation. I have sent this word today by my servant to preach the word to you today, and for you to get saved, and for you to go to heaven when it's time to pass. You don't want to go to the other place, the place you don't want to be uh, um, away from God, separated from God for all eternity, in a place of suffering, and there's no way out, never a way out. You're in darkness and fire and torment every day with all the demons and the devil and all the wicked people of the earth will be there. All the people that died in their sins will be there. There'll be different departments there for different sins like baby uh, molesters and uh, people that use children and abuse them, and drug dealers, and uh, pornography, and uh, stealing, and uh, thieves, and gangsters, and, and all different departments. 
where people sinned on this earth, there'll be different torments. There'll be different departments for their sins of abusing God's people. A man of God that did not get, get right with God after being warned and kept in his abuse and his sin and didn't get right with God. It goes for all of us. Look what happened to Judas. Judas was with Jesus and he denied him and betrayed him. And that's where he is today. Jesus says it's better off you were never born. That was a preacher called to preach the gospel. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He had the power to cast out demons. God called him to the ministry. It says it in the book of Acts. He was a bishop. And he was a servant of the Lord. And look what happened to him. Because he loved money more than he loved God. And he was a good friend of Jesus. And Jesus said, my familiar friend has betrayed me and broke his heart. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, thou God of my salvation. And my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. I have spooled innocent blood. I had a man killed. I took his wife and went into her and had sex with her. And now she's having a baby. And I lied. I kept it in my heart until you sent Nathan, your servant, to get me out of denial. And now set me free, O God. With your righteousness, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou desire, delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, and a broken contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Get right before God. Our sins break us. We are not perfect. We cannot stand proud before God like Nebuchadnezzar. We cannot stand in pride. We have to humble ourselves before the Lord. And God says, I will forgive you and I will have mercy and I will restore you and I will bless you. We go now. To the book of Timothy. The book of Timothy. And we look at chapter 6. Chapter 6. This is the way God wants us to lead our life, Christians. 6-6. Six, six. Timothy, 1 Timothy 6. Uh, let's look at... Uh, Six four, he is proud, knowing nothing but doing about questions and stripes of words, whereof committed evil envy and strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such we draw thyself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. This is what God says. The Bible is the mind of God. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Everybody knows that, right? You're going in the grave. You're going in a box, and maybe you'll have a suit on or a dress on or some clothes, and that'll be it. Nothing of any worth, unless somebody puts that in there for you. Nothing but any worth, and you're coming out of the grave. You're coming out of the grave. You're coming out of the box, and there will be a resurrection of the wicked and the resurrection of the dead. Righteous. So God says this is the way we should live. 
For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. So the Bible teaches us, let us to be content. We have to learn to be content in every season in our life. But he's talking here about gain. You see, God dealt with the Jewish people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and he showed them the teaching about because they thought the rich were godly, and and the more you have, the more godly you are. And it's proven uh, by Lazarus and uh, the poor man uh, that he, uh, the rich man went to hell, and Lazarus, the beggar, uh, went to heaven. So that Jesus was teaching them that that is not so. And here Timothy is saying, as Paul writes this to Timothy, to tell the church, to tell the church, and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Verse 8. Verse 9. But they that will be rich fall into temptation. Do you hear that, church? and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts. You hear that, church? Which ground men in destruction and perdition. That means that they drowned in their sin and become wicked, just like Judas was. He was the son of perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, that's a sin, covetousness. Jesus preached that to the Pharisees and Sadducees. They have erred from the truth or from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. There are many people today in sorrow, Christians, because they have love of money in their heart. And they're trusting money, not God. They're trusting their gain, not God. But thou, O man of God, verse 11, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment, without spot, unrebukable, unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show who is blessed and the only punctuate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom he honor and power everlasting. Charge them that are rich in this world, talking about Christians, that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. You see, the way I see it, we should not be in charge of our life as far as building our life. We are co-laborers with God. Whatever God gives us from birth to where we are now, we ought to be a good steward of what God gives us. As God gives the Christian, he will give the Christian. You don't have to do it. Your heart shouldn't be full of money and gain that I have to do this and I have to get money and I go after money. The Bible teaches opposite of that. The Bible teaches that he will give us all things richly. He will give us all things. He will add to our life. As we fight the good fight of faith, God will give us all our portion. God shows us how to do it by paying our tithes 
by paying our offerings, by being a servant unto the Lord. He tells the rich and the rich that are Christians to give their money to the ministries. He tells them to write out a check, give to the poor, give to the needy, give to the orphans, and they freely give it, and they will be rewarded in heaven. So the sound teaching here and what we're supposed to be walking in is to trust God to build your house. He will build your house. He will build your life. As you walk by faith and as you trust him and do his word, he will add to your life. He will give you everything you need. That's what the Bible teaches. He will give you everything, and sometimes he gives more. Because of the way you serve him and the way you use your life. You are a good steward of everything, and God is king of your life. In the Old Testament, it teaches if you don't take care of the house of God, your life is just going to perish as far as gain goes. Everything you do, God will blow on it, and you will have no no prosperity because you didn't take care of the church of God. You didn't take care of the pastor of the church that's laboring for you. You didn't pay your tithes and offerings, so he didn't get a salary, and he has to go out and get two jobs uh, to run the church. That is not the way God God has called to do it. He's supposed to be ministering to you and teaching you and taking that time to study and pray before God. But because people are not doing that, then he has to do all that just to keep the house of God going. You know, examine your heart today, Christians. Jesus stood before who? He said he professed a good profession before many witnesses. He stands before Pilate, stands before Pilate, verse 32 of John 18, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it the of me. Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Here's what Jesus said. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into this world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Are you of the truth? Are you feel and you think your God is talking to you today? Is that your judgment on this service? As God has given you the word, do you hear his voice in the word of God talking? Pilate said unto him, what is truth? The truth is standing right before you. He is the truth. I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. That goes for everybody. That goes for every denomination. That goes for every people that profess religion. That goes for everybody on earth. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Without truth, you can't get in the kingdom. You have to believe the truth. And when you know it, it will set you free. Pilate said, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. No fault could he find. There was no fault in him. He was perfect and he was the king of the universe. He's the king of the kingdom of God and he is the king of the universe. Now, Christians, I talk to you first. If you're trusting in your bank account, and what you have in your bank, and what you're trusting in money, 
and you know that you have a problem with money in your life, you need to confess that before God. Just like David confessed what he did, you need to confess because that will bring you much trouble, much sorrow in your life, and it could lead you into hell. That's right. That's what happened to Jews. The love of money is the root of all evil. And if you're trusting in your money in the bank and you want more money and you want more gain and that is what you're worshiping, well, that you're making that a God. It says to have no other gods before you. And you need to repent and get right from God and let God take that out of your heart and wash you with his precious blood. And I'm going to pray for you that do not know Jesus. I told you in the beginning of this ministry today that Jesus loves you. And this word of God is a warning. He loves you enough to bring you today to hear this message. He loves you much to give this time to me and give me this message I am only a preacher. I do what he tells me to do. How are you going to hear it without a preacher? How are you going to hear it if the preacher is not sent? God sent me today on this ministry to tell you the truth. Jesus is the truth, and he loves you so much, and he wants you to go to his kingdom. He had a good profession before all people standing before Pontius Pilate that judged him right before he went to the cross and he couldn't find no fault in him. There is no fault in him. He is God. And you're going to face him someday when you leave this earth and you won't be able to say anything to him if you're guilty. This is the time. This is the time to get right. He loves you. He wants you to come. He loves you so much. He wants to be your friend. He's your savior. He wants to be your Lord, your healer, your deliverer. He will prosper you. He will do it. As you work with him and serve him, he will give you all things freely to enjoy. He will give you that type of life of what you need and sometimes more according to the way you serve him and take care of his business, take care of his house, take care of his people. I'm going to say the sinner's prayer. Millions have said it and have come. But you must be sincere with God. It's just not a one-thing prayer, and that's the end of it. I prayed, and that's the end of it. Now I go out and continue. No. You have to want to change. You have to want to repent of your sin. That's what the Word teaches. Repentance. Jesus preached it. John the Baptist preached it. Paul preached it. All preachers should preach it. You must repent. That means to turn from your sin and turn to a holy God. Because he died on the cross. That's how much he loved you. He died on an old rugged cross. So say this prayer with me to the best of thy ability. All you that do not know him, just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. I have heard the word and I believe the word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sins. I repent. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. I ask that you have mercy on me and wash me now clean by your precious blood that you shed on the cross. I believe that you died and I believe that you rose again from the death. I believe in the resurrection. I believe as I stand before God right now, as I stand now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. 
I believe that he rose from the dead. I believe the word of God today. And right now, I ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart and to be my personal Lord and Savior. If you have said this prayer and you really mean it with God, and you want to go on and serve the Lord by his grace, remember you're saved by grace. It's not because you're a good person. It's not before you worked for it. No, Jesus did the work. You received the, the blessing of the work. You received salvation today by grace. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Get yourself a Bible and start to read the book of John. And in time, ask the Lord thy God to guide and lead you unto a church where they're preaching the gospel, where they're preaching the good news, and go there and sit under the teachings of the Bible because God has a work for you to do. The whole Bible. Find a church that's preaching the whole Bible. A Bible-believing church. And tell somebody what you did. And all of you Christians that this has ministered unto you and showed you that you have sin in your heart because of the love of money and because you're trusting your money for all things and not trusting God, not using your faith in God and letting him build your life and trusting him. And if you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit, then change, repent, and you'll be glad you did it. You'll be glad that you're free from the love of money. And now you're trusting in the king of the kingdom as you serve him in the kingdom. This is Pastor Joe and Joanne. I love you and Jesus love you. God bless you. This is the greatest day of your life. I pray that you have a great life in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great word today, Brother Joseph. What would you like to title your message for the archive? What is truth? What is truth? Perfect. Awesome. My friend, always an honor to be with you. Great word. Uh, thanks to Sister Joanne for helping us set this up, and we'll see you again next week. Okay, brother. Love you. Love you. Take care. God bless you, man. God bless you, my brother. Love you, too. Amen. That was Brother Joseph Ferrara. All right. How's the audio coming through out there tonight? Um, again, when I started a few hours ago, uh, we were only running at about 25 megabyte download and 20 upload. It's okay for the upload. But um, it's been a while since I've been running at low speeds with the Internet, so I want to make sure that we've got enough bandwidth to pull off the uh, IceCast stream and also uh, MixLRM. But I think we're okay. Um, praise the Lord. Well, it's 87% humidity in here. That's what I'm talking about. In the house, you get to 100%, it's raining. The air can't hold any more water. Um, we're having major temperature flux down here with the uh, or humidity flux. And there's no insulation on these homes here, so whatever's outside, you get inside pretty much. I've got to turn my dehumidifier on again. Um, 79 degrees Fahrenheit inside the house with air conditioning on. And 87% humidity. The humidity, though, is what will jack up your sinuses. So, uh, my goodness. Part of living over here. Uh, you got to try to manage the environment as best you can. Keep it um, air clean and breathable. So, if I sound a little bit um, occluded this week, that's what's been going on. Uh, sinus attack. But I'm doing better today. At least my nose is not running. Got some more sleep. Got some zinc. Thank you for the prayer. But uh, we've had a rainy week here. But thank God for the rain because um, rain drives everything here. Uh, it's where we get our water from groundwater. So you need that replenished, right? So thank God for the rain. Uh, in a dry season, because this is not really the year, the time of year we're supposed to get rain down here. Um, and I I was really shocked when I thought about it. Uh, you could have as much as five months with no rain. You know, water really is precious. And I think that's become very evident in parts of America now where, you know, there's just extreme drought, like Nevada, Arizona. Did you know you can buy land super cheap in Arizona? 
like $100 an acre? Yeah, but you got no water. There are people that have built homes thinking that was going to be the retirement home only to find out that the subdivision area where they're at had no water, ran out. What do you do? Build a house, you have no water. That's terrible. So uh, we really got a problem. Uh, Major drought hitting many parts of the globe, and that's actually a curse from God. Among other curses, God can curse with drought, mold, blight, black mold. Absolutely, these are biblical curses on areas that uh, have come under the judgment of God. And the only way to turn it around is repent. So here we are, living in some interesting times. Okay, well, we've made it another week. Where's the time going? Is it, is it moving fast for you too, like it is me? I want to uh, plug again our uh, other podcast channel called The Omega Man Reloaded. Again, we get people coming in that maybe not have been here for a while. Not sure what's going on over here. We've got a new time that we're broadcasting. That's true, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, then we have the uh, second podcast channel called The Omega Man Reloaded. I'm releasing a couple episodes every day, remastered with titles from the archives, going back to episode one, then working my way forward. Just put up three more uh, yesterday. I'll get you some more today. And um, also, you can find links to Omega Man and the Omega Man Reloaded channel right off my website, omegamanradio.com. If you've got any question anytime, what's going on with Omega Man? Where are they at? Where do I tune in? what's available just go to my website if you can't find the information there email me but uh, I made it pretty simple one pager give you the links to the podcast channels once you get there you'll see icons that will take you to other feeds if you want to for example subscribe to the show on Apple or Google or Amazon Music Uh, you know there's about 12 different um, apps that will pick up the show in addition to Podbean as we speak. But Podbean is the uh, is our hub now, and that feeds everything. So uh, you can download a, an app for Podbean if you want to, or just go directly to it from the web and uh, play or download the shows. Help yourself to podcast. Um, plenty of content for you every day. And if you want something special, let me know. Like uh, we've had Peter Wiffett requested, so just put up the first of about 40 shows that we did with Peter Wiffett. I'm going to try to do one a day for you. Praise the Lord. Family doing good here. Um, Got all our paperwork processed that we needed to, so that's important. In fact, if you don't have your passport out there, I recommend you do it. Never know when you might need it. And uh, you don't want to wait till you need it, only to find out there's a month, several month backlog. Same goes for your driver's license. 2025, they're going to the real ID. No turning back at that point. If you don't have the real ID driver's license, you don't drive anymore. Uh, you can't get into a government building, can't even get on a plane without either a real ID driver's license or a current U.S. passport. So, Recommend you get both. It's just an additional step, I think, when you're upgrading the ID. They want a birth certificate and maybe another form of ID. Um, no big deal, but get your papers in order. Definitely. Who knows? Just like Robert Avila shared the testimony. I gave an alert a year or more ago about doing the same thing then, and he did it. And uh, the day came, they had to actually leave with just a few hours notice, get on a bus and uh, not look back. And all they had was what they had at that time. Thankfully, he said he had his paperwork in order and had uh, a go bag. So we're living in interesting times, and we need to be prepared. Also, a great time to get a hard copy of the Bible. Uh, If you're just relying on God's Word in electronic form, if the grid goes down... If censorship uh, deletes your electronic access to your Bible, do you have a hard copy of the King James? I'm getting ready to order another copy myself. Get those. 
have them have many copies um, what would be the one thing one book you would take to a desert island of course be the King James Bible I hope um, what if you were in an area though where you couldn't get a Bible I lived in Mexico one time one year had no Bible I'd forgotten to bring my Bible down and uh, I couldn't find one in English no King James for one solid year that was in 2000 a long time ago but you know there we are okay I've rambled enough um, where are we going from here I guess if we've got audio let's do speak my word let me save this we will be right back stand by 